I feel like one of the biggest parts to go where you're heading in life is to really embrace what you're given. And, you know, excuse me, mm-hmm. I feel like we don't have many people that are showing the humanity inside of their lives. I feel like that superficial image is exactly what is kind of creating that illusion behind mm-hmm. the artistry. It's the illusion behind, you know, I'm this way or like I, I, I've attained these kind of accolades, but reality is I've got to where I'm going because you have to follow your intuition to a very severe degree. If you will doubt yourself along the process to success, it is not cut out for you. No. And I, I feel like you are cut from a different cloth when you face adversity and you can still still manage to see triumph in the end. You know, see that little light at the end of the tunnel and every single situation, you know, they don't tell you about the moments of hopelessness. They don't tell you about the moments of when you're gonna feel unmotivated, unencouraged, but it, you are the one that has to become encouraged. You're the one who has to be motivated. You know, I mean, dude, we've been talking for the past, you know, 10, 15 minutes going in. We're just jumping straight into this, you know, but um, I think overall our vibe, man, is just, you know, I, I like the vibe now because it just started right out the gate. You know, we're talking preliminaries, but it actually just flowed into the pod, man. But, you know, before we get started and, you know, I want you to finish that thought because we were talking about you know, the platform here and what still here podcast does, you know, tell everybody your name real quick and who you are, where you're from and kind of your, uh, your, uh, title, what, you know, what do what do you got going on? Absolutely. So, um, my name is Shehab. I'm a multi-genre artist out here in the central Valley. Um, kind of moved all around California and, uh, international artists as well. I have worked with a lot of different faces in a lot of different places and, we're here today on Still Here Podcast. Yeah. And I want to I wanna give a really big shout out to Still Here Podcast because this is my first ever podcast that's getting mm. filmed and this is history in the making. So most of all, thank you for Still Here Podcast. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank mm-hmm. you for this platform. And I feel like, I feel like it's going to be amazing today. No, I agree, man. I mean, I'm with you on that because I feel the same way again. I've been I've been listening to your music since we planned this since you know I think you hit me up last year mm. you know and it was like maybe early November you're like yo how can I get on let's talk about it and I'm like I'm scheduled up towards and and here you are you know and I've been listening to your music man and mm. you know again it, it just reminds me of my era we we're talking about how old I was you know pre yeah. you know I'm 41 and you know again you know Joe to see vibes you know all these uh, Casey and JoJo and just. Just the just the artistry behind it, man. It's just it's. I think from my workout, it, it slows me down because a lot of people want to get hyphy. A lot of people just want to get, you know, just get beat up in the gym. But me, I think it kind of gave me a different mindset. So I think overall, your vibe here, even on our conversation, you know, um, you know, again, it's it's resonating, and I want to say it's it's resonating a lot. So I appreciate you coming out, man. But and we're I interrupt you before as I man, let's we might as well start. So again, how'd you hear about the show? You know, what kind of got your Absolutely. attention, man? And you know, and you were mentioning something about you saw my story about being sick, dying, and dead yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's it's ironic because um, when I had first stumbled upon the podcast <clears throat> and I had seen the condition that you were in, preliminary, uh, number one, it's inspiring to see somebody in such a position to take it into consideration of how you can use it as an opportunity to feel triumph. I feel like mm. many people can take the opportunities that life throw their way, and sometimes it's a disadvantage that, that life throws at them, mm-hmm. but... The perception of how you can take those opportunities, you took it as something that can be encouraging, something that can be invigorating for the mm. future, and you built off of it. And craziest part is, is when I had seen that you essentially 
practically died twice. Uh, somebody in my family, actually, he was on the, on, on, uh, I think it was ABC or Fox News. Uh, his name's Mustafa Mitchell. And yeah. it's my blood brother. And he actually ended up on ECMO as well. Mm. During, the, during the whole COVID era, he ended up having his lungs collapsing on him multiple times, having fluid in his lungs. He had to literally breathe off of life support. And when I had seen the same thing happen with somebody else relatively, and it's just ironic because after everything was said and done with him, he took the initiative to say, you know, I'm not going to put a hold up on my dreams. I've been wanting to make a catering business. And now mm. he does it here in town. He has a real nice oh. setup, all the branding. And he's, you see him out in community events. And when I had seen that, and I had seen somebody that had relatively done the same exact thing, I was like, man, like, this is what inspiration really is. It's taking mm. those, those negative moments and taking those moments where you can feel defeated, but instead you find victory in it instead. So. Mm. Yeah. That, I mean, that's dope. You know, give him a shout out. Does he have a social media? Absolutely. Maybe, uh, Miracle Man. Miracle Man Barbecue. Okay, dude, we got to get him on. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. no, absolutely. We got to him. get him on. I talked to him. And um, while we're on the subject, <clears throat> I know we're going to talk about it a little later to touch on who I've worked with and how I came across the people I've worked with. But I was working at uh, Pita Grill. It's a place here on Shaw. And I'm Middle Eastern personally, so I'm, I'm at a joint where they're doing the same exact thing from where I come from. And I get a call from my brother and he's like, yo, you know, you got to get on so forth and so forth on Blackstone for Sean's down here. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm a very big advocate for music. So it don't matter what genre it is. It doesn't matter what timeline it is. If I get the opportunity to go meet somebody that, that essentially can kick me some game, it's not even an opportunity in my eyes. I see it as like, this is a, this is a chance to see somebody that's already in a position essentially, or has been to the places that I'm, I'm achieving to strive to go and Come even on. exceed. So I showed up wrapped him a song right there in the street. Like he was right there hanging out in front of one of the tattoo shops and he showed me love. And at that point I was like, man, like my brother's out here doing things he doesn't have to do. And he already got his whole business going. And instead of kind of putting his, like putting his shit out there, he, can I curse on you? No, yeah, it? whatever you okay, want. Absolutely. Yeah, be yourself, I, I want to make sure like, I don't no, want to say nothing. We have a lot of people that do that. So you good, bro. Absolutely. Um, so he, he threw me a bone essentially. And he's like, bro, like here's an opportunity. Like see, see what's going on with it. And I showed up, showed him my music. He fucked with it, showed me love. I hit him up later that day on Instagram and, you know, he hit me back and it, it's all love. So at that point, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I've worked with a couple of artists locally. Now I know somebody that has their name made here in Fresno and it just gives me the perspective upon, like, you have to really, you have to really put in that work. You have to really know where you're from, regardless if people know me everywhere mm. and out and about. At least knowing the fact that I've relatively implemented myself here in the Fresno culture, that's what's critical to me because wow. you got to show love where you're at. You know? that's, that's real, man. Because again, I mean, like you said, to your, uh, you know, just your, again, we talked before, man. It's like, I feel like you have an experience for such a young age, man. It's not like because, hey, you're young, you shouldn't be or should be at a certain level. I just think it just hits people. It, it just hits people different, you know, and, you know, the heart, the drive, the experiences, man. And so, I mean, you sent me a list. I mean, your bio <laughs> That's I mean, love. it's dope, man. So again, I mean, but again, like you said, this is your first podcast to kind of Absolutely. get your um your your story out there. Absolutely. You know, let's let's tell your story. Let's get behind, like you said right here, the mentality of it. You know, to kind of like put it finally out there. What pushed you? What made you want to like really get out there more and tell your story? No, absolutely. So uh, first and foremost, when I was younger, growing up in grade school, um, I I was. I was gifted by life the opportunity of not growing up in a home with conjoined parents. And the reason why I say gifted rather than kind of like I was at a disadvantage because I like to see opportunities the way that they present themselves. And typically most people, you know, they look at certain, 
they look at things a certain manner where it can't really provide you with a bigger blessing essentially mm -hmm. and not knowing what I had later in my future in my youth I didn't have uh, the opportunity to uh, be as sociable as others due to the fact that I was moving around so much so um, having having had came from a household that wasn't essentially put together well or just a typical household in order for me to socialize correctly with others my first instinct myself was to begin writing so mm -hmm. it, it started off with poetry it started off with like uh, like little pages here and there of just like free thought kind of stuff. But then eventually I started to find myself uh, gravitating towards music. Almost everybody in my family listened to music. We had some rock music going on, some 90s music going on, gangster rap, alternative uh, alternative hip hop, R&B, whatever it is. Like I've, I've had my fingers in every single pot for a minute. So it's like oh. at that point growing up with so many influences, um, I decided at one point like I really gravitated towards rock music. A lot of teenagers, a lot of adolescents, you know, when they're growing up, they enjoy no, loud, yeah. loud, obnoxious music. So um, I, I definitely got into music that um, that I enjoyed a lot. But the issue was, was I always looked to make music, but didn't have that opportunity, unfortunately, due to moving around so much. So with that being said, I started writing music and found myself writing rock music, trying to find bandmates, but I was moving around so much and I couldn't end up holding a band. I, I worked with people here and there. But eventually it was until the junior year of high school where my brother ended up having a program installed on his computer. It was called FL Studio. And I'm like, all right, this is pretty dope. And then it was a production program. And, and literally from the day he had downloaded on his computer, I think I stuck on that for like maybe uh, a month, two months straight. Like my, my summer vacation flew by, but I was like, I don't mm. really care. I, I My focus is so, so like, so centered in on trying to see what I can do with this. Cause I always heard the music, but I was not able to play the instruments. So having a production program at my, at my disposal to utilize, all it took at that point was time. So over time I started to learn how to produce over time. I started to piece all the, all the puzzle pieces together. And eventually I started to get a grasp on production. Then when I started getting recording equipment, cheap stuff online from Amazon, saving up my allowance, yep. uh, tried recording terrible music. I, I will, I, I am, I am my biggest critic. Looking back on what I made as a child, I will not bash myself like that. But reality is, you know, looking at where I'm at. Give now, yourself a little grace. No, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm like, man, okay. But at the time, I was just struck in with this, this sense of inspiration because I'm like, man, you know, if I can make all this stuff, I know it can only get better from here. You know, yeah. you, you got you to gotta make mistakes. You got to fall before you start getting back up, learn how to walk because it doesn't matter how many times you fall off the horse. It's how many times you're willing to get back on it. Mm -hmm. you know, and continue that journey. So at that, I was like, all right. So I started to learn how to engineer. Engineering is more on the mixing side where you're going to get those vocals just right, where everything sounds good, crisp. It doesn't mm -hmm. sound like it's on top of the track or under track, under the track. It sounds like it's in it with some headspace. So I uh, studied about that stuff for a minute. And, um, and it was ironic because my cousin was the one that was the only person in the family that was into music. And he was in the engineering side, but I was on the beat side. So I kind of took a little bit from him. Shout out Yassine Ibrahim. And then he took a little bit from me when it came to production. Moving forward, it was just prop, it was project after project. And then finally, junior year of, uh, of high school, what ended up happening was that same year I went to Office Depot. I printed out cover arts from a photographer that I found at school that I was messing around with graphic design. Then I got burned CDs from Walgreens. Then I slapped them into my like HP laptop that was like $200. A CPU was overdriving every single time I would try to make a beat, let alone try to burn a CD. And I burnt about, I think it was like five, uh, 100 copies. Mm. So I, I did the mental math. I was like, all right, you know, I got 100 copies of these CDs. 
I went to Office Depot. I got the little paper envelopes. It wasn't even the cases. And it, it just, it looks like it's it's right out from like, you're trying to buy like a burnt DVD from one of those yep. stores. It's looking exactly the same. Yo, I come from that time, man. Man, tell me about it. And uh, I got like, I got a little scotch tape and put the, put the cover art right <laughs> on the envelopes. So at that point, I went back to school the next day and, I, and word of mouth went around, you know, I was putting out songs before I got up to that little EP. And like I said, not the best music, but I bet you people that I still went to high school with, they send me pictures all the time. They're like, bro, I still got your shit. And mm. I was like, that's crazy. Cause went to school and I think within the first day I sold about like 80 copies. Nice. So as a 16 year old child who went to school and invested all of their allowance, they saved up for almost like six months to going home with about like damn near 400, $500 in my pocket. And at that point I come home and my mom's like, uh, uh-uh, like there's something going on here. And I was like, I told you I make music. And she's like, no, you went you to slanging. school. No, straight up, straight up. So she's like, you know, you went to school with these CDs. You're coming back with this kind of money. And it's very hard for me to believe that you're not somewhere in your career and you're managing mm. to accumulate this amount of money. So uh, I ended up getting set off to Middle East Jordan. So she's like, you're, you're obviously doing something. Something's going really? on here. Oh, yeah. It, it, was a whole, it was a whole process as a child. I got sent off to a different country. I got humbled within, within itself to get prepared for my adulthood. But within that sense... Um, I came back and I did it all over again. I got the CDs this time. I got the actual cases off of Amazon and I sold it for the second time. That time, I think I came home with about 300, 350, you know, dollars. What year was this when you got sent out and all that? And you made, you made your first bag, then mm. got sent out, yeah, then came up. back, you know, when, when did all this go down? So 2015 to 2016, I graduated 2016 and I got sent to a senior year and I told my mom, I was like, yo mom, like. I've been to 16 different schools. Like we have moved a lot growing up, going back and forth between you and my dad. I was like, I am barely passing my classes. You send me off now, I will not pass high school. And she's like, well, I'm sorry to say it, but there's something funny going on around here. And if I don't do something now, then you're going to end up, you know, growing to be somebody that I'm trying to prevent you from becoming. So I was like, I, I, I admire it. I understand it. And, you know, she's just doing what a mother does, looking out for her children. And by the time I came back, I had to make up, I think like, six classes on top of my normal classes just to graduate wow. i still released the next album after that and then from there um from there it was just it took off and i and i moved out the next year because i was like quite frankly like i have a vision and i have a goal i was sleeping at one of my best friend's houses at the time i slept on his i, I bummed it out on his couch for almost about a year and a half i was struggling from job to job learning about relationships in and out of those things and just uh Things got really messy where I came from, where I where I finished off high school at, and you know, a lot of static ended up happening, a lot of a lot of commotion, and a lot of he said she said stuff. So at that point, it was like, man, like I gotta really like move up out of here, and that's really where a lot of artists get stuck in because I feel like when you don't receive that love from where you come from, or at least where you're trying to settle mm. in, it kind of gives you the initiative of like, all right, well if I can't do this, I gotta take it to some place that I'm gonna be able to do this mm -hmm. at. So after I moved. I moved in this, uh, yeah, it was my relative's house at this time. And I moved in and just shit was hitting the fan left and right. I, I wasn't able to connect with them correctly. Um, just getting the idea of being an adult under somebody else's household that quite frankly, it's not my family's, it's, you know, it's my relatives. And just um, things ended up happening. Like eyes were eye to eye, it wasn't met. And at that point it's like, all right. So I moved on. And at that point I started living out of my uncle's auto garage. Mm -hmm. for almost about a year so i was straight homeless and uh just just bumming it out of his house getting, how old are you this time at that time i was about 19 years old okay wow. yeah so um 
at that point, I, I, I really didn't care for music. I was like, man, I, I got to get my life together. Like, yeah. I got to at least have my two feet in the sand before I start doing something. And a couple months went by, but I never, that was the biggest thing. Despite everything that was going on, I couldn't help it. And I couldn't find it upon myself to not make music. Mm. I would be like, nah, this ain't for me. Or I'll, But I was always playing beats. I was always making beats. I was like trying to make something. But when your life is in a position where you can't feel inspired, trying to find inspiration in those moments, you're just like, something's got to give eventually. And Lord knew something ended up giving because uh, one of my distant uncles from, it was like a second uncle ended up seeing the position I was in. He brought me in. He had me pay a little bit of rent. He helped me get a car. And then I was off to San Diego with a couple of homies that I was barely getting acquainted with. One thing led to the next. Still wasn't the answer. I ended up coming back to Fresno. And it was before my grandpa passed away. And God bless his soul and rest in peace. And I came back to make sure I was with him on those final days. Um, then I got into another relationship. And one thing went to the next. I made a lot of connections despite it. That was the biggest thing. Despite every single experience, despite where I went, I was still intaking a lot of information, meeting a lot of different people, getting inspired, and um, doing through it all. When uh, coming back here to Fresno, things didn't turn out right again, landed right on my face. Eventually, I was like, man, I don't want to do this college shit. And I love music. And, can I, and, and it's already given me, like, it's showing me the fruits of my labor. Wow. But I'm just like, man, they're coming to fruition at a time in my life where I'm not able to seize the fruits of my labor. So it's like. How do you at this point? When at this the, point, this was about last year. So Oh, oh this is yeah. recent, recent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So fast forward. Now we're, um, now I came over to my brother's house because once again, I was at the point where I didn't have a place to stay. He opened his doors to me. But at this point, I was just, I was so stricken from my, like, struck from my last situation, excuse me that my mentality wasn't in the right place. You know, you stick around the wrong people for so long, it ends up taking a toll on you. Yeah, it's real. And that relationship, it taught me a lot. And it taught me a lot of how to communicate with others and how I should carry myself and handle myself. But most of all, it left me in a place where I had to grow from. Mm -hmm. um, didn't meet eye to eye with my brother at the time. And he's he's a very stern person. He's a very strict person. Older, he, right? Oh, Older. yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's he's had many walks of life himself. And I ended up actually getting acquainted with one uh, another relative of mine. Um, my brother, I hadn't really talked to him. I'm the youngest of four children as well. Okay. So seeing one of my other brothers and seeing him at one point, we didn't meet eye to eye. So he's like, you got to bounce. You got to figure it out on your own. Struggled for one to two months, ended up getting another car. And then my homie Omar, Omar El Hindi, which is a homie out here in Fresno. He's, uh, I think he's toured once or twice and he's like, uh, got acquainted with Drake and a couple of other people. Mm -hmm. He's, he's one of the really, really big artists here in Fresno. And now he's out in Moldova studying for like, um, orthodontist uh, to become an orthodontist he wants to work on teeth and he's kind of already done his past with music but his father at the time allowed me to stay with them and gave me a job allowed me to get on my feet and just he saw how badly I was trying to work towards the music and he's like I know you want to make it but you also got to stand on your feet first because the more that you're going to keep struggling the more you're going to put yourself through things it's going to hinder your ability to succeed mm. so Eventually, my brother kind of <clears throat> gave in and he's like, hey, you know, I think at this point you got a job now. You're working. You're able to talk to me. You're able to communicate. Let's let's give it another shot. Come on over. I moved in, started working job to job. I think within the past year, I jumped to about like five different jobs, if I'm not mistaken. And um, well, your resume is stacked, <laughs> man. Tell me about it. And well, I mean, think, I mean, I mean, hearing you, this explains, like you said on, on this list, this is. This really explains the mentality. Yeah. You know, the redirecting and the approach of putting the, putting the art back where it belongs, you know, because again, I think some of the best stories you hear, you see, and I think even movies, man, when people 
you know, I'm a fan of like Rocky movies where yeah. people struggled, you know, when they, they the triumph, you know, the, again, like, like I t- said before, and I always say on the show, the story behind the glory, Absolutely. everyone just thinks, oh man, this dude just knows it. This was just poof given. Mm. No, nah, man, you don't know what I've been through. You know, again, Absolutely. one of my favorite movies, eight mile, you know, he's at that yeah. last battle with Papa doc. He's like, man, <laughs> I know everything you're going to say. You don't know what the fuck that I've been through, but you know, and it's like, you don't know, man. But here's what I'm doing, you know, and I and I guess that's the, um, I don't know, man. That's to me is the best under underdog story, man. Where where you're, was it you're underestimated, you know, you're not really taken serious, mm. you know. It's like you know you got to do this on your own, you know, and that's what I'm seeing, and that's what I'm hearing, man, mm. you know. And it's like now, like for your story now, you know, you say here he's like not falling for the superficial image of what it means to be creative, you know, because again. Mm. People have this mindset of like, you know, for instance, like there's some because I grew up, I grew up where people were church or pastors kids and they, they want to become these these hip hop artists. Yeah. So they're raised in church, but they don't have the street credit. So they put themselves mentally like, oh, I, I've sold some drugs. Man, dude, you sold Tylenol. You know, you don't have nothing to write. You don't have nothing to write about. You know, you don't have the experience. <laughs> This superficial mindset yeah. just to c- try to come up with this creative, you know, like, oh, look at my story, you know. And again, I don't yeah. I don't mess with people like that. Even now at my yeah. age, man, it's like I don't glean from people who haven't, you know, experienced the real, you know, whether mm. it was self-inflicted or whether you had no choice but to go through it, it was put on you, you know. So and I think hearing you so far, man, just really, you know, explains your music that I've been listening to. Yeah. You know, maybe go over your, um, you know, after saying all that, what you've gone through about following your intuition, did you know, or how did you know the intuition? No, but at least at this point, lead you up to where you're at right now. That's a fantastic question. And um, I think that it led me to where I'm at now because to touch base on what you just, what you just brought up, I feel like one of the biggest parts to go where you're heading in life is to really embrace what you're given. And, you know, excuse me, mm-hmm. I feel like we don't have many people that are showing the humanity inside of their lives. I feel like that superficial image is exactly what is kind of creating that illusion behind mm-hmm. the artistry. It's the illusion behind, you know, I'm this way or like I, I, I've attained these kind of accolades, what reality is. I've got to where I'm going because you have to follow your intuition to a very severe degree. If you will doubt yourself along the process to success, it is not cut out for you. No. And I, I feel like you are cut from a different cloth when you face adversity and you can still still manage to see triumph in the end. You know, mm-hmm. see that little light at the end of the tunnel and every single situation, that, you know, they don't tell you about the moments of hopelessness. They don't tell you about the moments of when you're going to feel unmotivated, unencouraged, but it, you are the one that has to become encouraged. You're the mm-hmm. one who has to be motivated. And it's like, Without those things, without that backbone and that spine to survive in life, and anything can knock you down at that point. So, well, that's real. I mean, let me ask you this, man: Where are you at with following your mind or your heart? Because I think those mm. two are two different entities of who we are. But mm. I feel like, obviously, it's like a yin and yang. You don't need, you know, you need one. You can't have one without the other. But Absolutely. where do you lean on following the mind or the heart? Where Where do you lean? I love that question because. Um, I'm crazy in the things that I study too. Like I like like uh, supernatural and like esoteric metaphysical stuff. And there's uh, there's something called mind and heart coherence. And mind and heart coherence basically talks about the way that you can envision something in your mind is something that you have to feel in your heart. If and don't get me wrong, in a world where feelings can interrupt 
the success that you're trying to achieve. You know, you feel something about somebody, you, you think that that's the right move and it turns out it's the wrong move. Or you care too much about a situation, you get way too invested and you start missing out on opportunities. Yeah. Or you think that it's a great idea, but the second you're in the actual scenario, you don't feel like it's right. Mm -hmm. So I feel like those two things, the mind and the heart, have to work together because you can't be feeling too much and you can't be thinking too much. If you're thinking too much, you're going to let things pass you by. If you're feeling too much, you're going to get way too invested in things that might not be mm -hmm. that worthy at the end. You know, and I feel like life speaks for itself. You can, you can see how much something is actually worth based upon the fruits of the labor that will come to fruition from it. So, mm. I mean, that's real. I like that because again, I mean, you know, I don't know, I don't because I don't know a lot about, you know, my third eye, the universe. Yeah. You know, I'm not that guy. You know, <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just think. You know, to me, I think there's reality and then there's next level, the universe. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know, I've never achieved that, you know, or at least push my thoughts and mind to that. You know, I've heard, I've had a lot mm -hmm. of guests on that think that way. Hey, man, you know, more power to you, you know, you know, but the reality is, like you said, and one thing I love about, you know, because I feel like this, this is flowing perfect, man, because um, when it comes down to it, man, your situation, anything that happens, you know, because again, you said getting involved. And making change despite how despite how small you may be, you know, because again, mm. this comes from the experience of like, man, I've 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 been through this. I haven't accomplished much. I'm still trying to like find my my voice, my sound, my my identity, who I am, mm. you know. But still moving forward, you know, with your mind, with your heart, with the passion. Explain that, mm. you know, getting involved and in making a change despite how small you may be, you know. Explain that. So I feel like. Within any creative direction that you plan to implement yourself, impact is critical. So it's like, for example, how I stumbled upon your podcast in, in, in general. It's like you must have to at least a certain degree created such an impact for your name, for this whole production to be going out to different places. Mm. Now, for me to have the ability to get this opportunity, I'm like, all right, cool. This is not only like an opportunity for somebody else, but reality is... I feel like this goes back into the superficial illusion of what you are. I feel like because people see followers, because they don't see the special guests, because they don't see like certain features from the artist, whatever it is that you may consider success, I don't believe that success is defined by accolades. I don't believe that success is defined by something that you attain. I think it's a mentality. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest parts to it is like, you have to be able to really like understand how much you're willing to do to achieve that success. And on a small scale, most people are like, well, I'm not big enough to be doing A, B, and C. It's like, go start a foundation. Go start, I don't know, go feed the homeless. I don't like, do something that can be beneficial to everybody around you. Because if you're just eating by yourself, regardless if you're a small artist, you're not helping nobody else. Mm -hmm. But the more that you plan to feed others through what you have achieved, it goes to show that you can spread the wealth around. It doesn't have to be singular. It can actually be cohesive among everyone else in a community. So, oh, that's what's up, man. You I have to. I agree with that, man. Because again, everyone everyone defines success. I would say today's society and today's culture just define success by accolades, followers, no. likes, <laughs> reputation, and what you're doing and how you're doing it. You know, again, being 41, man, being old, you know, it's. It's funny to see where I'm at because I was your age at one time, man. I was that young kid, man, that I was invincible. I felt invincible, man. And But when reality hit, at least I knew how to respond every time. 
you know, now that I'm older, because you've met my family, it's not like some are, it's not like this thing where I'm this hype beast, you know, oh, this boy's got the squad, this boy's got the hype, look at me. No, yeah, I, I'm a simple guy now, man, because I, ha- I, I did my time, you know, in the streets. I did my time out and about, man. Mm. And now that I'm older, my definition of success is when no one knows about it. You know, because, because yeah. again, that changes you. Because as artists, as people who create, especially as content creators, mm. and I've said this a million times, man, people are regurg- regurgitating the same shit on social media every day. <laughs> that part. Based on <laughs> other people's experiences and making it their own. Like, oh, this is my interpretation of motivation or new me, you know, self-reflection. Yeah. You know, and I feel like my definite, again, su- the successes that nobody knows about is when they meet me, they see me, they meet my family, they meet my household and they meet what we're doing here. And they think that's mm-hmm. different. I'm not, we're not posting about it. You know, we're, you know, again, it's what people see rather than what you say or post mm. to me, that's success, you know, but then when they see then when they like, like the vibe I'm getting from you, is like, then when I see your work and when I see what you're putting out, that, that, that's, that makes sense. Mm. You know, and that's, that's when you don't, when, you know, when you don't have to point out your own success and people do, for you, that's success. I like that because I feel like uh, it's it's words to the way that life is created in general. It's the things that are done in hiding that are appreciated once they come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's like when you see, do you see a tree grow when you plant the seed, or does it take years and years yeah. to actually allow it to grow? I feel like, and that's that's a critical part because you, there's going to be a lot of nights where nobody's noticing the work you're putting in. There's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of times where you do have good intentions, but you come across the people that could help you. But instead of helping you, you're going to have to take the long route around mm-hmm. it. So it's like after it all, it all just depends. Are you willing to be somebody that works in silence in order for everybody to understand what you've done later on? Yeah. I mean, because, again, th- there has to be a sense. And I think one of the problems we see now, man, is even that false humility that, you know, oh, you know, anybody says that you're humble, you're not humble because mm. not one humble person would ever say that, you know, exactly. but it's, it's a lived out, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that lives it out, man. I don't talk, you know, if I talk, I'm talking from experience. I'm talking from mm. the place of where I've erred mm. the most, you know, cause I've grown from it, you know, and I think that's kind of the, the essence, that's the essence of this show, man, is, you know, speaking from experience, man, speaking from, you know, the parts like I don't have it together, but I understand where I'm at. And yes, I understand when people come here, they don't expect this because my house is low key, man. It's like yeah. it's like underground, man. It's like you don't expect this. And when people are like, oh, didn't expect this, man. you know, and again, I let it speak for itself, you know. And so I think, again, when it comes down to this whole conversation, even up to now, man. <clears throat> for me, again, I don't want to keep harping on the age, but 24 years old, man, you you've been through the experience and I feel like. You know, I do genuinely hear it in your music, you know, and so and it comes down to perfecting the craft, perfecting the struggle, mm. perfecting, you know, the situation as mm. best you can, because it can't change. It couldn't get no worse. It can't. It's not going to get any different. It's not going to go fast or slow. Sure. It's just how do I perfect this moment? And I think when I got sick, I had to learn to perfect the moment and understand. Mm. All right. I'm, I'm in. It's not changing right now. I got to find out how do I grow in this, you know, and to kind of segue, you know, into that. Cause again, bro, I feel like this conversation is flowing, man. It's like Mm. you put down perfecting your craft, despite where you start. Mm. Why does, why is that important to you? Why did you, um, 
put that down, you know, especially now leading up to where you're at right now? I feel like um, it's good to be it's good to be satisfied as a person. It's not wrong to appreciate what you have of anything. That is the way that you begin to appreciate life to a higher degree. I feel like once you begin to appreciate what you have, that's when life's going to give you an opportunity to give you more. Essentially, it's going to bless you and gift you with more. Some may think that those are obstacles. Some may say that they're blessings because they give you a new perspective on the way you look at things and see things. So of anything, it gives you experience. Most of all, I feel like perfecting your craft is critical because if you are satisfied with where you are in your life, there is no room to grow. Mm. For example, you go to the gym, you get the results you want, then what do you do? You just keep upkeeping or you're going to keep striving for your goals. You're mm -hmm. going to keep creating goals. And, you know, it kind of puts a lot of people into the mindset of, Nothing is ever enough, which is not the mindset I encourage. What I encourage, on the other hand, is pushing yourself past your capability, allowing yourself to grow. It's, it's the defining moments where you're not able to understand where to go and getting through those moments to show you like, wow, I, I had the ability to do what I thought I couldn't do the whole time. Like, wow, like this is a prime example of my mentality is what is stopping me. And if I can shift my mentality, and I could feel it in my heart, like, yeah, I can actually do it. And you're going to get there. And perfecting your craft is a very critical part to that. Because when you always want to get better, when you want to find something, and that's the reason why I'm going to school. I'm not, I'm not into school. I, I mean, if people are into school, if you're headed somewhere that requires school, I encourage it. Me as an artist, I'm like, what can I do for myself? How can I learn how to produce better? How can yeah. I learn how to engineer better? I might not be there for the degree. Who knows? Maybe I see it through. I don't know. I don't know the future. But what I do know is the more that I apply myself, the more that I'm trying to become better, the more that my fruits of my labor will come to fruition. So that's real. Yeah. That's that's real, man. Because again, like you put you have right. Are you in hot? You you want well, no, I, I'm straight. I'm just gonna yeah? take off my jacket. Yeah. No, yeah, because one thing I when again, because you have the artistry and the journey, man. Again, I love mm -hmm. I love how this is flowing. You know, when it when it comes to like the experience is what, you know, at least again where we're at in our craft. Cause again, no one sees or knows about the late nights, the struggle, mm. the douse, the mentality, the mentality, mm. the mentality, because again, you are your worst critic. You know, we are our worst critiques and, you know, especially when you're trying to put out content and you're like, should I, should I not, you know, but is again, that the one, is it yeah. not the one? <laughs> like how many remakes and you think, straight how up. Many, yeah. Cause I feel you on that, you know, especially Man. when it comes to video production content creating, you know, because I never want to be, I'm never a guy that's redundant, mm. that repeats what everyone does. I don't follow fads, dude. I don't follow trends. I don't, I've, I put out mm. you, mm. guests that come on and everyone's like, that's exactly how I, I'm thinking. That's mm. who I, that's who I am right now. You know, that's the mentality. I'm like, I guarantee you there are going to be people that listen and watch this. They're like, I'm, I'm at right where this guy's at right now. You know, and mm. again, that's my goal for this show, you know, because it, it's tells, it tells the story, it tells the struggle and it still tells the fight. It, it's showing the fight that, you know, if you think you've arrived and you, and you, you've made it, dude, you, you're, you've, you've, you're lost. You know, I really believe that at my age, 41, I'm not, there's, there's so many more levels that I, I want to achieve, man. It's just not so much, financially man but how can i set a, a trend without put you know being obvious without everyone because everyone when you set a style for your brand and your style your in your music mm. you know and they hear it's like that's she hop man man you know i, I want to touch base on that real quick because i've been in plenty of scenarios within the past couple of years where i found myself 
you know, observing content, digesting content from others that I kept very close in my circle. I, I make sure to keep people at a distance unless I, I can trust them. I mean, I feel like everybody should give their trust in a way where you understand who you're giving it to. Mm. Now, on the other hand, you know, as a hungry artist growing up, I was really looking for those opportunities. And then eventually I started to see like, you know, X, Y, and Z is moving this way. Or like, he never done that before until I came around and it's ironic that mm -hmm. I'm starting. And like, the craziest part is, is if you're gonna approach these people and be like, hey, yo, I know, you know, I, I see you doing something. And I like, I was doing like, I don't do that no more. You know, I used to be in a very, I, I used to be in a very bothered place where I would feel the need to speak up about these things until I realized when you become appreciated to a degree where you start seeing people do what you do, you're like, man, okay, I'm not in the trendsetter seat no more. I'm, I'm not the one that's following those trends. You know, I'm in the seat where I'm actually allowing myself to create them. You yep, know, yep. I am literally in that seat. You know, these people are not in that seat anymore, but I can take that throne and be like, all right, well, you must be taken after somebody. And I'm not going to speak about it because as you said earlier, if you are humble, you do not speak about the blessings that that's come real. your way. And I, I used to get very frustrated because I saw these people start to get attraction. They started to get more buzz. They started to have more people paying attention to things they're doing that are literally like, if not a copy paste scenario, it's like, all right, it's just something that I'm just going to have to digest, keep my chin up, suck it up and keep having more ideas. Cause that's the truth about a creative one creative idea that somebody takes away. You're going to have 99 left in the vault. Yeah. And if you don't have any ideas left and you're out here looking at everyone else, it's like, that's exactly why people follow mm -hmm. trends because they don't got no ideas for themselves. Mm -hmm. I see you doing what you're doing and I'm like, just this setup and just the appearance alone, I'm like, nah, I, I fuck with it. Like, yeah. this, this is different. I like the production crew. I like the way that you run everything. And it's like, bro, like, you don't have enough of these kind of scenarios no more. Mm -hmm. You don't have that authenticity, that originality, that creative sense of mind where you're going to innovate with what you got. Mm. And it's like, I admire it, bro. That's what's up, man. I appreciate that. You know, one thing, um, cause me and my wife, we talk about this stuff, man. There's other things, other projects that I'm working on. And there's, you know, there's one thing, uh, I have a foundation that I've been trying to work on even after, before I got sick, mm. slowed it down, man. But there are several organizations here in town that are doing the same thing. Mm. Had a couple of friends of mine that are part of my board and they're like, yo, man, they're doing the same thing, man. I don't know. It's, and they they start thinking about, what they're doing and like, well, they're ahead of us and they're already doing this. Like, I don't care, mm. you know, cause again, people can, was it, what's the saying? They can copy the recipe, man, but they cannot duplicate the sauce. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I like what you just said. My brother with his business, uh, at one point, my sister-in-law is telling him, it's like, yo, you, you can't be showing people how you cook the food. You can't be telling them what's inside of it. And he's like, I'm going to tell you something, baby. <laughs> yeah. I don't really mind because they Come can know on. exactly what goes in it, but they can't do it like I do it. And I had to pause for a moment. That's like a pause moment. Like, all right, nah, straight up. I got nothing to worry about because reality is if you're not the person doing what you created, it don't matter how many other people do it because it looks counterfeit. Yep. Something's off. They like, know. Straight you up. Know. And that's where I'm at with the show. That's where I'm at with my foundation. And, you know, mm. again, I think what speaks clearly for me, man, uh, is the experience is because it's me. Mm. You know, I'd never followed the crowd, man. And I think that's kind of been my, my thing, man. But again, it, it came down to a, a, I had to change my, 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 my mental thinking. I had to change it. Mm. Cause at one point I was worried about it. I wasn't too confident in myself, you know, and this was like, I would say five, six years ago when I started my business, when I left my job to be my own creator, you know, 
to be a dependent on myself. But the thing is, it's like when it's you, people know, mm. you know, when then when when you see other people doing it, they know, mm. you know, it's not like we're seeking approval. But again, we're, we're I'm so focused on creating and having such dope dudes on you, but like you on to tell your story. Then the next step is like, well, who else is going to do that now? Because I'm starting to mm. see it. I'm starting to see what we're doing because I take this for what it is. It's just a podcast. You know, mm. everyone's doing it. Billion other podcasts worldwide. But how to set apart is to because I'm a type of guy, man. If I, I'm a relational guy, if I can meet you on a relational man without cameras, mm. you know, that's the story I want to know in people. Mm. You know, I don't essentially I don't care about the success. I don't care about what's going good. I want to know what got you there. Mm. And that's what I want to tell. And again, when, when you hear the stories, like, oh, they're copying me. They're, they're, they're you know, they're biting my style. It's like they are, but they can't duplicate you, you, you know, and you that's know, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, one kind of mentality that I fall for life is like, you can't fake the funk, bro. You know, yep. if, if it got funk, it got funk. It don't yep. got funk. It don't got yeah. funk. And I mean, like, that's what I stay seeing. Like, I'm not, I don't get caught up on those small moments no more. Cause that just, that just gives you an opportunity to realize how much power you have as a person, mm -hmm. you know, and power is not how much you can make other people realize you have power. Power is self-recognized. It's how Whoa. much you see within yourself. So, mm -hmm. yeah, again, yeah. It, it's again, it comes down to, again, it takes me back to, that's why I'm not a hype guy, man. Mm. Cause at some point when they follow it and it's like the hype dies out, it's like, yeah, then that really wasn't you, man. So I don't promote mm. hype. I don't, pro I just promote the, like we hear it again, a cliche, man. My goal in 2023, man, is to renew the cliche, not by saying it a lot, but by showing it. Straight up. You know, and so, and I think that's, that's really, a, that's been the goal for still here. That's, you know, this goal mm. to have guys on you, like, you know, as guests, you know, but to get back Love. on to, cause you, you know, you put on here, you know, starting from writing to making rock music, hearing music in your head, being introduced to the FL studio, not being able to read music theory, <laughs> but knowing when the music sounds right. And I, and again, these are the type of, this is who I am, man. I, I, I back in my day, I used to be a youth pastor. I used to be in church a lot. I played mm. drums. I played guitar. I played all that. Mm. But I, I need I, you on the track, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm there yet. Something. Yeah. You know, but um, I taught myself how to play drums without drums. <sighs> That's passion. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have no, I didn't use pots and pans. I just, I just knew mm. I didn't have the coordination. I didn't have, mm. you know, but the thing is, is like you, like I'm reading this mm. again, you, you, you taught yourself to know music theory without even knowing if it sounds right. I mean, you talk about that. Let's talk about your beginning. Cause I want to get into yeah. the multi-genre artist, the international, all the stuff you've been doing, you know, mm. kind of start, your process now going to your process where you're at now, how and what you your accomplishments, how you started teaching yourself music theory, you know, being introduced to the FL studio and all absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so the irony that uh growing up, I had told my mom while we were moving around, I'm like, yo, you know, I like rock music. I want to play the drums. I really like the drums a lot. And it's crazy because um I'm a very hyperfixiated person. So when I do things, I need to actually like dwell into it. I need to be preoccupied in what I'm doing because mm. uh, drums, for example, uh, helps people like me in a sense because when you play the drums, you're actually using about like, I believe it's like two to three parts of your brain. So mm -hmm. you're act, and it's the same thing for piano and it's like certain motor skills within your brain. And uh, over time I was telling my mom like, hey, I want to do this. I, I want to get into it. She stuck me in there and then I tried to 
get a hold of percussion. Even the teacher was like, I get it. You want to play, but this is an intermediate jazz band. My mom put me in intermediate jazz band, which you just do not do to a child that wants to learn how to play because first of all, it's jazz. Yeah. Second of all, if it's intermediate. So with that, at the end of it all, it gave me the passion and drive because I was going to school with like, man, these kids uh, back when I was a child, not that nice. These kids nowadays, you're lucky if you have a blessed child, they get raised by proper parents. They come out good. Yeah. Kids I was going to school with, man, they're like, get the fuck out of here. Don't touch the drums. You can't play. Like, what school did you go to? Man, that one was all the way out in uh, Burlingame in San Francisco. So okay. it was around more wealthier children. Yeah. And can, yeah. at that point, I was, I was one of the more lower income kids. You know, we were living in a one bedroom apart with like five different people in there. So um, at that point, my teacher was like, I see you got the passion. So here's a book. You can learn this stuff. You can play on your little practice pad at home. That didn't necessarily help me learn how to read. But one thing I did do, because I listen to music so excessively, I feel like it sounds weird, but when I listen to music, I know when it's on key. I mm. know when it's the right notes. I know when it's the right progression, and I can hear when something's off. I've tried to even take a music theory course in college. I learned it, did not retain anything. I'm just mm. that kind of person. If it doesn't stick, it doesn't stick. And um, I don't know if it's like a God-given ability. I don't want to be one of those people like, oh, I'm, I'm blessed with this and that, but... When I hear something that's off, I know it's off. And that's well, let me tell you, you yeah. are, man. Because uh, I'm the, I got kicked out of high school. Yeah. And <clears throat> I didn't go back. Once I, once I got kicked out, my dad put me straight to work construction. Mm. And I knew hard labor work wasn't my thing. Mm. I when I got kicked out, I got put in community service. And a lot of people heard this story. Long story short, community service, supposed to clean this church for like five years. I was on probation. Jeez, yeah. Damn. Yeah, I know. So one day they're like, Cruz, we need someone on camera. The guy didn't come. So I was just, that's where I kind of fell in love with the craft of yeah. video, you know? And, and that's, again, that's when I was like 18. So mm. later down in life, 19, 20, I started working, volunteering more churches mm. and just got into media, man. I just taught myself production video. And I always had an eye. No one taught me this. No one taught mm. me the creativity, have an eye, composition. I didn't know composition. I didn't know none of this. Straight up, matters. So I taught myself it. The only experience I had was at church. So I, I applied for my first job when we got married, my first real production job, my real job mm. at Channel 26. Shit. And well, at first it was 24, but I didn't get that one. But Channel 26, I beat five dudes out that had the degrees. <laughs> I, I my resume was my name, birthday, I everything. The only thing on there. How that feel though, bro? How that feel? It felt great. And I, you know, again, and I'll tell you, man, it is a gift, you know, because not many mm. people are born with just a natural innate ability to learn. My daughter right here mm. has an innate ability to learn quick. If anything, being so young now, she's taking full advantage. I was always afraid, mm. you know. But but when I when I hear you say that, man, I think there are certain things where I know I'm very confident in and i know where i i speak you know i am gifted i don't get real arrogant about it man but i know that people are listening and watching that are afraid to walk in that so i got to show them and speak about it. like look I, god's giving me a gift i'm gonna run it i'm gonna own it i'm not gonna be embarrassed i'm not gonna mm. shy away from it. and i'm not gonna let me put me in a position where i think where i am where i'm not i'm not gonna be that guy but i understand the gift mm. you know and, and it's it's very delicate you know so i would say to you man you know own it not many people have it or walk in it, and it, and it's a mm. different it's a different energy and it's a different person when they actually run in it and actually utilize it, you know. And so again, it's the underdog story. I like it because uh, I feel like it works. It, it it's relevant to what you had mentioned earlier about 
Um, when you have people that are essentially doing what you do, there's a reason behind it. And when you embrace that feeling, exactly what you're saying, when you embrace the ability to understand what you actually hold as a person, not only can you lead the way for others, but that's actually when avenues begin to open up yep. to a high degree. So I, I, I rock with it. Yeah, that's I what's up, man. I mean, again, I feel it. I Again, I know it. You know, my wife always encourages me and tells me, man, you know, mm. just not many people are gifted like you. You know, it's not like you're special or, you know, maybe you are, you're not. Mm. It's just some people haven't and they don't, you know. And I've seen it where people have the money, where their family has the money to make them have it. You but know, they don't got it. They don't got it. You know, so again, it's something that you can't teach. It's just, I really believe it's what you're born with or what you've mm. learned to experience in. You know, and uh, just to touch base on that, I feel like one of the one of the big parts that most people don't see is the support system as well. You know, mm. I feel like you mm. could be somebody, it's like kids in the hood, for example. You know, most of these kids are scholars. Most of these kids are talented. Most of these kids have something to offer to the world, but their environment, their support system is at such a critical low position that it starts to put them under the impression that now I got to be in a box my yeah. whole life. You know, maybe I, even if I do have these talents, this is where life has subjected me to, but I feel like don't have a subjective mentality. You have to have an objective mm. mentality. You know, the more mm -hmm. that you, you have objectives in life, you want to get somewhere, you begin to embrace, understand and hone in on the things that, you know, you're given. So, mm -hmm. and I also feel like there is a, there's a personality being too humble. Sometimes I feel like that can get in the way and hinder your success to a degree. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's good to be humble. But it's also good to realize how much you bring to the table as well. Yeah. And I think there's got to be a perfect balance. You know, one thing I don't care for, man, I'll be mm. real, man, is, is um, you get these artists, you get these, you know, these these creators, you know, that want to talk from that state of humility and, you know, this mindset of, you know, achieving and believing and succeeding. But they, you know. All they do is talk about fuck bitches and bang hoes. Now. And it's like, come on. Now. But it's like, again, yeah, but those, that's like, yeah, it has to, all this has to coincide, man. There's got to be, I believe, you know, because again, I've seen it, mm. I've heard it, I experienced being 41, man, I've seen it, I've seen a lot, mm. you know, and I've, it's like, man, dude, you're not what you're trying to put yourself, your music or your, what you're doing behind the scenes is different than what you're trying to it's promote. That illusion. Yeah, and that's where I'm. I don't mess with stuff like that, man. Delusion so, in the illusion, bro. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's real. You know, but again, I understand the beginning stages. I understand where yeah. people grow from. It's like, hey, that's how I started. I was, I was, I was young. I was immature, mm. but as as I got older, of course, mm. you know. But let's get into now the. Um, let's get it, dude. You're a multi genre artist, let's get internationally it. acclaimed. London, mm. Indonesia, Japan, South Africa, Moldova, Russia. Let me talk about it real Bro, quick. Bro, talk about that. I mean, right. let's, let's, let's get dude, it. let's get that. So look, when I had mentioned earlier that I was out of a spot to live at before this past year, when I was in that auto shop situation where I was literally sleeping in the garage, I was like, all right, what can I do that will set me apart from everyone else? I'm already at a disadvantage. You know, I've moved <laughs> yeah. so many times. I don't got the local yeah. love. I'm not on my feet. But I'm like, all right, let me go on SoundCloud. And I'm like, bro, I love Japanese culture. You know, I rocked to anime growing up, video games, and I and I, it, it was a deep embedded love for the culture. Like, I started to like the way that their mannerism is. It's very identical to Middle Eastern mentalities. I am Middle Eastern mm -hmm. Palestinian myself, so it's like, the craziest part is like when I started gravitating toward it, I was like, you know, I already make rap music. I wonder what Japanese rap sounds like. There was a record called Ichima that came out a couple of years ago. It featured like three different uh, artists. I believe like. One was Japanese, one was Chinese. Uh, Keith Ape was in it. 
And there was a couple of other cats that I can't remember because I do pay attention to the Eastern hip hop scene. Mm. And at that time, I was like, all right, let me go on SoundCloud. Hashtag Japanese rapper. Hash, like hashtag Japanese hip hop. And I started seeing a whole bunch of hip hop. I started seeing this, started seeing that. And I hit up one of the artists. I go on Google Translate. I'm like, hey, my name's so forth and so forth. I, I like your music. I checked it out. And that's the biggest thing. People are like, you have to understand the lyrics to enjoy the music. And I'm like, nah, that's that's where you got it fucked up because yeah. the reality is good music is good music. You can listen to it. You know, you know, it's it's different. If the lyrics end up translating to this, this, and that, I'm like, all right, you know, I'm gonna feel differently. Yeah. But the music itself, sonically, if it if it resonates, it's good music. So I hit him up and he's my age. The first one, shout out AQ. He goes like, here's a track. So I get on that track. Then the next dude I meet, I, I absolutely love it. So I'm like, bro, I like that track. I want to put it as a remix on my album coming out. His name is Young Joe's. And he rocked with it. Finally, I was like, all right, I want to take it to the next level. I was like, what if I get three different artists from Japan and put them all on the same track? And I'll produce it too. I ended up making the song for just me and the first dude that I talked to. Then I ended up reproducing the whole song. I go through this process a lot. I'll make the whole song and then I'll just destroy the beat, keep the lyrics and remake the whole beat around the lyrics because mm -hmm. I want to really amp it up. I want to beef it up and I want to give the song what it deserves. So I send it to him and I'm like, I can't help but realize that we should throw somebody else on it. So we get another person. I'm like, nah, there's one more missing here. So this is where it gets fun because the homie that I hit up, at the time he was like at a good like 10,000 views, this and that. And I was like, you got some buzz going on for you. And I already, and I do like your music genuinely. He got a little, he, he's like, that's a little 50 cent sound back mm -hmm. in the 90s. So uh, get rich or die trying, like that kind of sound. So I was like, my name is so forth and so forth. I am, um, and I'm approaching his management as my management. This is what I do for everyone because I feel like if you are an artist, you must represent yourself in the way that is going to allow yourself to be given mm, opportunities. Like if you're going to be like, hey, what's up, bro? You know, I like this. Give me an opportunity. It's like, no, bro, you got to, if this is business, you must represent yourself as business. It's honing in on understanding who you are. It's taking yourself serious too, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I hit him up and I'm like, yo, I'm She Haves Management. Uh, he's opened up for Snoop Dogg. We can touch on that next. Uh, he's accumulated this many views. He's a self-produced, self-engineered artist. I've also worked with this many people from Japan. And we would like to have a feature from your artist. And honestly, I'm going to be on, I, I, I shot so many shots in the dark. I was like, one of them has to land. One of them has to hit bullseye. And they end up hitting back and they're like, Sent, we love the track. We heard the other verses. We'll be sending you your verse back. So they send me his vocals. Take in mind, I don't speak Japanese. I've watched anime my whole life. Still can't even <laughs> pick. I know like, arigato, gonichiwa. Like, yeah. I, I know like, I know like the relative terms, but actually co like conversational. And you know, it's a risky situation. For Lord knows what they're saying on my song. I don't have any idea until I get the lyrics and I translate it. So I'm like, all right, cool. They give me the vocals. I engineer all of their vocals. Man. Three different foreign artists put it up and I put it on SoundCloud and I produced it, engineered it. And then one year goes by, it's moving, maybe 3,000, 2,000 views. And then the next year comes by, let me check real quick because I don't want to follow yeah, you. Yeah, I want to yeah. no. tell you straight up. So going to SoundCloud right now, and it's crazy because for two, I, I was already happy, bro. Like I was like, I got three international artists on my song. Like, I don't know how many other people can say this, but as you can see right there, that first one, that first one is at. This first one's at 351,000. 
K or three K view or views. Yeah. And I produced that bitch and I engineered it. So. That's what's up, man. And it gets good because the first year, if I go to the analytics on this one, where is it at? Um, well, let me check it out right there. But if I go to my insights, so I was, I was doing okay on SoundCloud and you know, I didn't ever want to be a SoundCloud rapper. I was like, I got to put myself on all platforms. I ended up doing it. But then, so what was it? 20, 2019, I got 41,000 views. 2020, I got 16,000. Then 2021, 240,000. And as you can see on that graph, yeah, it's, it's, it's steady. Put it on that camera. It's Six. steady and it's slow. Focusing but, on that. Look at that. Yup. And I'm not one to brag my analytics, but it's like, bro, like this is the process. If you want to start mm. somewhere, you must, and you have to keep your vision going. And I didn't stop there. I was like, all right, I did this one. What's next? I already did Japan. And I'm talking to a homie from South Africa. Shout out Metro Boy, because he just put me on his album and he put my boy out from London. We produced this drill record and now it, it's literally coming out this Friday, if I'm not mistaken. And I hit up Metro Boy. And we've been trying to work for a minute. He's sending me tracks. I'm sending him tracks, but nothing's landing. Like we got we get shit done. But I'm not the person where I make a song and I just put it out. I'm like, bro, like this is this is beauty and perfection. And as an artist, as a creative, you'll always want things to be perfect. You're gonna have to really take a step back and be like, now you can fly. I don't really know if you're perfect, but you know, you're somewhere. And uh, at this point, I'm like, we got a track. And I was like, all right, I think this is one. This, this has to be the one. Mm. I put it on my album. He sends me a record. He's like, I want you to feature on it. I was like, better yet, bro. I want to put that on mine because I want to get your name out here in America. And then the same one with the Japanese feature, the remix that I had, I also put on the album. So somebody from Africa and Japan are both on my album at this point. And then he hits me up in about like, I think two months later, he goes, bro, uh, I need you to sign these release forms. They're trying to play our song on the radio here in Africa. Ooh. And I just performed at the news station and uh, I, I need your approval. So, you know, you can get your royalties. I was like, cool, no problem. And then fast forward about the year ago where I was here, you know, I was collabing with more people from Japan, more people from a little bit all over, but here's the fun part. I made an album called Wallahi. Wallahi was one of my debut projects because number one, I specifically geared in to work on this album for about two years, two and a half years. And I collected beats from other producers. This is where I start stepping out of that self-producer seat and give myself an opportunity as an artist to hone in on my writing abilities. Mm. You know, it's great that I can do it all, but can you do it right? Can you do it good? Can you do it correct? Jack of all trades is straight, but I mean, you got to at least have some like little, you know, little, little yeah, glimmer yeah. in there. So at that point, I made the whole album centered around sounding Middle Eastern, like all the instruments, all the beats. And then I started putting Arabic in the actual music. I started rapping in Arabic too, kind of switched it up a little bit. Finally, when everything was all said and done, I released it. And it turns out a good population out in Russia uh, is actually like Muslim. And it's like, man, I had one person checking out, two people checking out. Next thing I know, I got about like 100 people following me from Russia. They're wow. blowing it up. And then I check my analytics and there's this one shop that's playing my music and I end up FaceTiming a homie. His name's Tony Brasco. Shout out Tony because he's one of the many, him and uh, Mo Ovio. These two fools took it upon themselves to go to the extent to play my music in shops in Russia. And they were FaceTiming me. They're like, bro, check this out. We got your music playing in the shop. And I'm like, how in the hell is yeah. it possible? I'm out here in Fresno. Most of these motherfuckers don't even rock with me. Most of them are kicking me to the curb. Everywhere else I went, but out here in Japan, out here in Russia, they're all bumping my shit out here in Africa. And one of the beats is even the one that I got with my homie Metro Boy is produced by my homie Costfinger out in the UK, in London. Yeah. And this fool is one of the biggest drill producers in the drill scene, the New York drill scene, UK drill scene. He's a gold producer now. One mm. of his records went gold in Germany. 
and he played a part in Wallahi. He was the one that got me connected with Tony. Then Tony started throwing me on his lives. Then a bunch of people from Rush started following me, and I'm like, all right, cool. Then within this last year, I hit up somebody from Moldova. My homie Omar was like, yo, I'm in Moldova. I was like, no problem. Let me feature with a homie out from Moldova, and we can get a show cracking. Like, it's, it, it's fine. I can do it. All I need now is just the funding. And this was the biggest part. I had deals on the table. I had a lot of people where they see the talent there, but they don't actually see the potential. They're just like, yo, I can commercialize that. I can slap a sticker on it and brand it. And in my head, I'm like, man, I'm getting tired because things like music videos, things like press releases, things like ads, marketing campaigns, I don't got the funding for this shit. Mm -hmm. So I'm barely trying to stand on my feet, jump from yeah. place to place. So I'm like, all right, well, let me take it a step further. And this is a little bit down on the list, but Dying Breed Entertainment, was a collective I started. I started looking at a couple artists I like, a couple producers. A homie changed in the booth, Mateo. He's out in Visalia now. Fast, fast forward two years later, he's now doing MMA fighting and 559 fights. I don't know if you ever heard about that. No, yeah, I had on the um, sales rep, Mike mm. T, on the pod. Mm. You know? So yeah, I know about 559 fights, man. The homie Matt is crazy with, okay. with what he does. This fool looks like Bruce Lee in, in like a Hispanic body. I swear to God. I don't know if he got reincarnated or something, but... <laughs> He got kicks. He got he he can swing good. And I went out to his fight. Went to go support him. That was somebody that I had initially saw something in when I first dawned upon one of his videos. It was called Aura. It was shot by a homie named Jason out here too. Jason now runs Lab Theory and Kami's World. Lab Theory has done editing for people like G Herbo, Future, Bobby Schmurda, and he ended up shooting Mateo's video. And I'm like, I like Mateo. I rock with him. There was a lot of artists that came and they went. Uh, there's a homie named Kalik out in Virginia. He's a self-producer. He's also an artist himself. And now he owns his own collective. Mm. Fast forward about three years after I was trying to put everything together. We kind of all worked together. I did a collaboration EP with Kalik. Another homie, Psychedelic Mike, out in Virginia. He's not in Arizona now. Um, his TikTok ended up blowing up to, I think it was like a million or 10 million or something like that. Mm. He messes around with frequency programming with music, something mm. that I'm into as well. So I put him on the breed. We did a song. Song did It did phenomenal. And then, um, and then I have my homie Trey on the track. Trey on the track is out there in North Charlotte. And Trey was the one that was the executive producer. He was working with a lot of bigger cats in the underground. He threw me a bow and started throwing me beats for free. And, you know, he's, he's struggling, like struggling himself, but he's still like seeing something in me. And I'm like, all right, y'all stick with me for a minute. Let me get this funding right. And it's going to be straight. Uh, some of them kind of went their way. Some of them did their own thing. And peace and love to them. I'm yeah. glad for them. They're doing their thing. They grew. And that's what I want from people, especially if I own a collective. I want to see them grow. You know, when I first met Matt, he wasn't fighting. He wanted to fight. He was training like crazy. Now he fights. You know, somebody like Khalid, he wasn't really indulged into finding other artists. Now he's finding his own artist. He mm -hmm. owns his own collective called The Clips. Someone like Mike. Mike's going out to school out in Arizona now for like for music engineering. And uh, Costfinger, when I see Costfinger and I see his accolades, people he's worked with, he's a gold producer now. And I'm like, I'm, I'm grateful to have gotten the opportunity to work with individuals so talented and so visionary and like-minded. So this is the last part that I got to die and breed. What was left of it was, I don't want to sign a deal. I do need the funding. So, and, and I watched a lot of people, a lot of people kicked me game, but I was like, I think it's time to establish my own business license. I think mm. we live in a wonderful world where people believe that personal credit is the only thing that you can utilize in order to get things on credit and develop something called good debt. If you're doing something in terms of an investment that is lucrative, because I do study the market as well. I got a homie that does uh, Forex and he has over 500 students in a very successful university. And, you know, taking those lucrative leaps, shout out Tyler Vitulo. I got to make sure I always mention them, but 
he he really put me in a perspective of realizing how much of how much of a lucrative mindset you have to look into things. And I got a music career that's already taken off. Now it just needs to fund. So I'm like, I can't do personal credit. Couple, couple people kicked me game about business credit. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me I can get business essentials? I can get an office location. I can get a business vehicle. I can get up to $200,000 in business credit. And if it's work essential related, it's all a write-off. And I'm like, I'm like, and I'm about Sleeping to- Sleeping on it. Hold on. People <laughs> sleep on it. Hold on. It gets good. Cause I'm like, and you mean to tell me I'm going to sign a 75% contract to give these people my music that I created from scratch because I need their money that I have to pay back in the end. I'm like, bro, if I'm going to go in debt, why don't I go in debt myself, Come own on. everything, and then end up making it all back by profit? Mm. Realistically, if I go do a tour myself, I got the funding for it. You get to have flights waived. You get to have lodging waived for business expenses. So I'm like, all right, if I go out to Japan and I literally have over like, I think damn near 500 people listening from Japan and that's just in one month. And I'm like, if I do five shows in Japan, have a hundred people, and I always like to do that. I, I bring out my calculator and I'm like, let me do, let me do fun mental math real quick. There's about a hundred people in the building. Concert tickets range anywhere from $25 to $75. So if I do a hundred. Get on that. Get on that, Lily. I do a hundred people show up to the show, okay? And I times that by $25. I now have $2,500 that I just made. And it gets better because $25 in the US is not $25 wherever you go mm. if you understand foreign exchange. Whatever the conversion rate is to yen, if I'm to really take a leap of faith and invest into myself, let's say, let's, let's, you know, let's, let's be creative. 100 people, right? Let's take that to $35. I'm not making 3,500 and let's keep it real, real quick. We're going to have to minus liability. Let's say 250 liability insurance for the event. We're going to have to minus another 250 for security. We're going to have to talk to the venue management. We're going to have to pay the opening artist, but it's no problem because if I'm averaging at least, let's say 70, 1750 a show and times that by five shows, you mean to tell me that I just flew all the way half across the damn globe. I set up these shows I got bare minimum, paid everyone off, and I'm going home with 10 racks in my, damn near 10 racks in my pocket. Yeah. For zero dollars. On your, not your, none of your dime. Not your dime. And the craziest part is, and I'm like, all I got to do now, build up my business credit, kick back, keep making music, keep releasing. The, and this is the craziest thing. Last year, I did one album a month for four months. Mm. So I did an EP with five tracks. I did a collaboration album with all the homies on it. I think it was like uh, 20 tracks, if I'm not mistaken. I released another one in December. And I'm literally, as we speak, I have a whole ass album on my phone that I have not released. And I'm still working on two more. Let's go. So right now you have G-Hob, you have your own LLC. You have your, oh, yeah. your, your book, dude. Oh, yeah. See, I feel like that's kind of, that's the next level of what we have right here is perfecting your craft mm. you know again people see the artistry they see the art you know i have a passion for it but when the passion is not enough you actually mm. got to have the passion for be, you know the behind the scenes the oh, yeah. ein the llc oh yeah you know the the the, the thinking behind mm -hmm. it because again most artists even back in the day man when these artists that hit you know, like when you see uh, straight out of Compton, these guys get their get. They don't own their music. It's like they just jump mm. into it without the business knowledge. Mm. You know, the 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 business deal, and it's like you don't own it. I own it. You know, but you you've taken it upon yourself. It's like, why am I gonna have to pay all this out when I know I just can do it myself? And again, that's perfecting mm. 
the craft. There's more than just putting out music and have a passion. I'm good at it. Mm. You know, like what 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 turned that switch on for you? Okay, so <clears throat> being Middle Eastern, I have to take accountability that yes, you know, my ethnicity, my people, we create music as well. We take inspiration from other music. Until I had realized, I was like, man, this is not my culture. This, I, you know, I could step into hip hop. I can make rock music, symphony music, you know, any of these kind of musics that have such a long history of culture predating back to the 18th century. And I'd still bet that it still originates from one cultural group. We all share. That's the wonderful thing about music. It's very universal. But realizing I'm also creating a craft that also requires me to conjoin my culture with others' culture. Mm. And for a while, you know, my family grew up in the street. You know, I, I started to develop a street mentality myself. I started to go through things myself, Section 8, living EBT, having our houses robbed, you know, getting jumped by people, getting, getting, you know, stuck up, everything like that. So at that point, I was like, even my own cousins, my blood cousin, he is African-American. I have a whole half of my family that's literally African-American in my head. I'm like, you know, I, I can just go about my way saying whatever I want to say. We do live in 2023, on the other hand, you know, and if you can offend somebody off of a pronoun because it is what they prefer to be, you know, called by, when I start using per se what others like to look at it as racial slurs, I'm like, okay, I was I was literally in the boat where I grew up my whole life a certain way, but then I go, you ever watch Malibu's Most Wanted? Mm -hmm. Dude, hell yeah, I I had, mean, those are old school stuff. I man. had the same exact moment where that fool goes up and performs, and the whole club goes silent. I had one of those moments, wow. and from that exact moment, almost half of Fresno banned me from ever even booking me. Ooh. The provo the promotion and shout out to them. You know they're conducting their business. They don't want to be represented incorrectly. They don't want to be held accountable. But I'm not gonna sit here and lie to y'all. You know what I mean? Like I had to go through that whole process to realize, like number one, I could still go about my creativity a whole different way. Number two, I gotta be in a different mindset as to where I am approachable mm. and attractable, even through a business mindset that I can be to shun other people off and scare them off because I'm saying something I grew up on. Mm -hmm. So at that point, that's one thing. Number two, I don't want my I don't want my royalty stripped away. I don't need A, B, and C to go and find out what a distribution deal is and get my music on all platforms. I don't need to go to A, B, and C to get an ASCAP, which is literally your your copywriting and your publishing and get it you know, registered with the government. I don't need people for this stuff. I mean, I think that it's ironic. We spend maybe a good eight hours. You can go to your settings and check your screen time. You spend however long you spend on these things, but you can't use Google and find out how do I do what a label does? How do I go to, what, what is that, LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. how, why can't I just go to LinkedIn and type up who is the marketing consultant for here? You know, go to Upwork and find somebody in the same exact way. You know, I feel like retracing the steps of others and finding out where your faults are at that perfects your craft eventually. And when, you, when you're even in the mentality of perfecting your craft, you're like, how can I take this a step further without costing my business jeopardy? Mm. And even just having the mentality of what I am doing is business. I must conduct myself as business. You know, when I hit up Still Here Podcast, I don't say, what's up, bro? How are you doing? You know, like I say, you know, good afternoon. Yeah, my, my name very is so cordial, man. You have to. You have to approach people professionally. You have to even give them the sense of professionalism that they deserve as a company, as mm. somebody that you want to collaborate with. You have to understand what kind of jeopardy they put on the line mm. just for collaborating with you. And that goes for anybody. So it's like just uh, carrying myself in a different mentality. Yeah, I mean, that's real. Because again, that's what's tough because I get a lot of messages. Mm. A lot of people hit me up on, the, you know, on my DMs, especially. And it's like, 
And they come at yo, how do I jump on the pod? Yo, bro, bro. Nah. And I don't respond because, again, it's like one of those things. Like, I, I go through their profile. I look yeah. them up. And it's like, got to properly vet these because, again, man, you don't. Again, it's like mm. I'm all about giving people their voices, whether I agree with them or not. Whether mm. we have a same belief. Nah, man, if you have a story, I want to tell it. But mm. I don't want something to creep up. But like, hey, he was on this show. He's affiliated. You know, because no, you got exactly. to be careful. Guilty you know? by association. Straight yes. Up. And want, so very, yeah. I'm very aware. Very, you know, when I um, looked you up, followed you and, you mm. know, just started connecting, man, I, I just knew right out the gate the vibes, you know. And so, again, man, this is called perfecting it. You know, this is perfecting mm. your craft, man. And again, and there's so much more than just your passion, I believe. There's so much more than it. Because again, that'll speak for itself. The work mm. will speak for itself. But the the understanding and the maturity behind the the, the process and, and proving the concept of it is, mm. is, is so much deeper than just passion, you know? And I think mm. that's kind of where we've learned in our struggles to be all right, this can't just be like, hey, we're we're a small business, we're this. No, man, we like you start taking yourself as as such. I, as I'm my own agent, straight up. Yo, that's what we did. You know, mm. there's some I can look back at many times. Like, yeah, I didn't conduct myself professionally here. I was just, I you know, I, tr I, I was like, you know, I'm gonna treat it like this, mm. and you can't. You know, there's got to be certain ways to approach certain clients if you especially mm. want the cash cow type of business and stuff. No, straight up. You know, so and I think hearing you, man, again, again, a harp on the age, man. There's not many people like you, especially in your generation. This, Unless, is, this, this is, this again, this is a next level. This is like the perfection of it, man. And um, mm. you know, dude, I'm I'm seriously <laughs> blessed to have you on, man, because this is just shows me, man. If this is, you know, what one guy is and your impact just starting out, like you said, it's just. Just imagine the impact when you actually start living it out, when you start seeing the the fruits of it, you know, all the more. I like that. And I just want to add on that. Um, it's a exactly what you were talking about, about finding the way to conduct yourself correctly, present yourself correctly. I feel like if you take your career of whatever you decide to put yourself out there in, if you can understand that everything is a learning experience and like, okay, we can take away from that and look at it with a different mentality, approach mm -hmm. it differently. I feel like that's where I ended up getting in the end because I was like, for me, this is all the start. It's almost been about like eight years invested. And I'm just like, this is still the start. We Let's haven't even, we haven't even left onto the highway yet mm -hmm. to where we got to go. You know, when I start touring, one of the biggest things of why I established my LLC, aside from just funding, I enjoy actually bringing other people's visions to life mm -hmm. myself. Like, and that's exactly where it's what I said earlier you're only as valuable and as wealthy as you spread that wealth around. And I'm already in the mentality of if I'm going to be going to school, taking a course, taking a course over there right now, the professor that I'm currently enrolled with that does audio production, he used to actually work in, out in LA and recorded a lot of bigger artists. And I can actually get certified within pro tools. Mm. You know, right now I'm working at FL studio. One of the many DAWs digital audio workstations, one of the many things that you can create beats in recording, but now I'm taking it to the next level this year. I got something called Ableton, Logic, and Pro Tools. So all three of those programs, I am now cross-platforming everything that I do so then I Yo. can, you know, utilize different things. And I want to start recording other people. I want to bring it to life, own my own studio. If I can have an office location, why don't we amp it up? Why don't we take it to the next level? It's like, mm -hmm. and there's a bag in it all, but That's real. a lot of prosperity in it too. Yeah, man. And again, there's nothing wrong with knowing that, hey, I know what I want. I know mm -hmm. what I'm going to get. I know, I know my experiences. Again, this is kind of the difference of knowing, you know, hold on, let me see this thing. Now you say. 
Is that the duck hunt from yeah. Super Nintendo? Duck hunt, boy. Man. You know? But one thing I love about, because I don't want to just fall on Rudin the whole vibe, man. Yeah. All my pops will fall. Man. Yeah. So He said, I can predict the future yeah, with I can, this I already one. know. I already felt it. Man. You know, but let me ask you, because again, you, you're putting a lot of work and effort to it. It's mm. not like you just can show up, like we said mm. earlier. It's like, you can't just show up and say, hey, I have a production company and mm. all right, I'm this, I'm this. Well, what do you know? What do you? What is your experience? You know, because again, to work with mm. big names out there, I mean, to get in the next topic, man. You know, who have you worked with? Because again, all mm. the work, all the like you said, Pro Tools. It's not like you just, you know. I know uh, there's this. I know Garage Band. I got you, that too. But um, you understand? Yeah. But it's like, but yeah. everyone can use it. But Straight not up. everyone can use. Because I have Pro Tools and I don't know how to use it. It looks like a different language. It's, it's different, you know. So I think for what I do. I think that's the next level when I get mm. my studio because we, we definitely want it. Because, again, it's going to coincide with my foundation, my business, mm. and my podcast, you know. And so mm. all that has to – I want I, I know how to set up audio, sound, all that lighting, man. But um, mm. with your experience and what you know, led you to where you're at and where you've come from, man. Who have you worked with? Because there's a list. Oh, I got you. That I can name, but I'd rather you name it, man. Got and kind of go from there. What was the experience mm. like and how'd you get – connected with them and yeah get into that absolutely so first and foremost i uh as an audio engineer myself uh i'm i'm on the map with a couple people that i've worked with others like mike dean for example he's one of the one of the more predominant audio engineers that works with travis scott kanye west uh dr dre is an engineer himself there's there's a lot of engineers in between the scenes that a lot of people don't notice this is a lot of the back end work it's like the show in front can't go on without the people in the back behind the scenes. Yep. So yep. with this one, uh, I got contacted by a homie out here in Fresno. His name is Ferris. I no longer talk to him, unfortunately. I This <clears> is another one of my learning experiences, one of many. I approached the situation incorrectly because I was more concerned about the royalties of how I would be getting my splits on the song. I wanted to get paid out immediately instead of understanding the longevity of how many streams it actually takes for something mm. to become lucrative. And I got carried away myself. I was like, well, the song's going good, but I feel like I'm not getting anything out of it. And, you know, Ferris was being respectable. He's like, bro, I've been doing this for a minute. And, you know, I'm trying to be as kind as possible. But seriously, you're like, you're asking for chump change right now. And it's chump change to you too. And I'm like, it, it just, it threw me off because there was so much work that went into just making the record and not the place that I was in with my career. I was like, man, like, I, I got to take the L for this one because reality is when time moved on, I was like, nah, like something else is going on here. Like, I feel like I'm not getting my end, but reality was, I was like, number one, Ferris threw me on a track, didn't have to do that. And he's been in Fresno for a minute. Yeah. Number two, he threw me the beat, made a cover art, got it designed and everything, even got a motion graphic for it. And then number three, most of all, he put me in the position to work with somebody named DJ Fi. Now, DJ Fi is actually one of the primary audio engineer that works on almost every song by Ty Dolla Sign. Any songs that wow. you hear by Ty Dolla Sign, whether it's by Kanye stuff, whether anything he's featured on, whether it's his solo stuff, nine times out of 10, you're listening to DJ Fi. And he ended up mixing my vocals personally on Ferris's song. So I was like, that's crazy. He threw me a follow. And I was like, man, that's all love. It's just like, I felt like I had to take the L because I was like, man, you know, he he brought me into this opportunity, put me in front of somebody. It was dope. But I was like, damn, like I, I really threw it out the window. But, you know, we got to keep, keep it moving. Next one, I got a homie that was following me. I forgot where he followed me from. His name's... Um, I don't remember his handle off the top of my head, but he ended up spreading the word about me. And then a homie named John G started following me. John G is a famous producer for a couple of cats, but one of the most notable ones, somebody that is now a platinum selling artist, which is Doja Cat. He's actually mm -hmm. produced for her as well. Started following me, started to take a liking into my music. Afterwards, uh, a little bit early before any of this happened, there was a homie by the name of Lance Rodriguez. 
I also don't talk to Lance Rodriguez anymore, unfortunately, and it's because there was a lot of miscommunications in between the seams. But one of the biggest things while we were kind of working with each other, trying to work on features and so forth and so forth, he's like, hey, you know, there's this performance opportunity and I'd love to give you a slot in this performance. And the main headliner for the whole show is Snoop Dogg. And mm -hmm. I'm like, this is crazy. It's Snoop Dogg. He, he put his alias under DJ Snoopadelic. He was out in Reedley. It was at a place called The Wake House. Oh, I heard about that. Oh, it's a beautiful venue. And I ended up performing there. And by the end of the night, the venue manager approached me and said, man, you know, I know you were on the smaller stage, but after seeing the main artist, I feel like you out of all the performances should have been on the main stage. And I was like, man, that's love. And I ended up going back for 559 fights to watch my boy Matt fight. Yeah. So um, am I forgetting anybody on that list? Yo, I mean, you seeing, I mean, you mentioned for Sean is Willie mm -hmm. G, Stilo. Hold on. So Willie G, I just want to, I want to get you right there. Um, my homie Stilo, I got acquainted with him and Willie G when they both walked into Peter Grill and I used to work at Peter Grill. And this is the same time where Fashan, uh, I got called out of work so then I can go and, you know, pay him a visit. But uh, these two homies, they walked into the restaurant and I just, I, I saw their character that, you know, they dress a little bit more alternatively, like they're into a different kind of scene with hip hop, more underground. A lot of artists that I enjoy, they also enjoy as well. But I have an eye for artists. So when I see somebody dressed in a certain way or talking a certain way, and I'm like, I know there's a little something else going on here. Yep. So I stopped what I was doing, got out of work mode. And I was like, you guys make music. <laughs> like I'm literally serving them food. And I'm like, y'all make music. And he's like, yeah, I make music. And he's like, yeah, this is my homie, Will. He makes music too. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm like, this is crazy. So after they leave, they give me their Instagrams and I go online and I check out CeeLo shit. I eventually get acquainted with somebody by the name of Infinity is Dead. He's also out here in Fresno. Yeah, these I see are, right there. There's a lot of underground artists here in Fresno that I've got acquainted with, but these these homies, um, it came full circle because they they really treated me like family and they really treated me good when I first initially met them. And the craziest part to it all is they already got a lot going on for them. They've done shows. They go in and out of Fresno, kind of doing shows in Bakersfield and other places. And the homie Willie. Willie is actually a uh, a producer with credits for people like Smoke Perp. It's mm -hmm. the homie that was like best friends with Lil Pump. Uh, also, somebody he's a he's a late rapper, so he's a rapper that passed away by the name of Lil Peep. He was one of the most alternative, like underground rappers you can imagine. Willie's produced for him, and Willie also produced for one of the late rappers by the name of XXX Tentacion. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah, yeah. Willie ended up actually producing some of his older stuff as well. Oh, shit. So when he had walked into Peter Grill and I had noticed and I was talking to them and then I ended up seeing his credits and then the homie Will, as of recently, he's like, I like the song that you did because I asked him for a beat and, you know, he could have charged me. He could have been going about it the way producers do, but he's like, I fuck with your music. Here's a beat. And I was like, I like that one too. And he's like, here's the other beat. I sent him back the rough copy and I was like, bro, to be honest with you, my shit, like my, my lyrics are straight but the take and the engineering is trash. Like I'm going to be hundred percent cause I'm a very hard critique on my music. And he's like, bro, to be real with you, I like it. And I really like it. And I hope you fix it and keep it. And while we're at it, here's 20 more beats. Damn. And I'm oh, like, yeah. and I'm just sitting there and every day that goes by and I keep having more and more opportunities fall in my lap. I'm like, I got to make sure that I do something with it because that's one of the biggest parts to success. I feel like, because there's going to be a lot of scenarios where things fall on your lap or things come due to your hard work. But if you do not take advantage of the opportunities life has given you, it will pass you by. It yep. is not coming. To, and there's no promise it's coming back either. There's no promise that like, oh, this one's gone. Another one will come. You can keep working. Lord knows, you know, something comes your way. But in these instances, after losing out on, you know, connecting with mutual artists, losing out on other situations, I'm like, nowadays, I'm like, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to appreciate it as it comes. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, I feel like that's the that's the um, man because again, you're saying a lot. I mean, again, mm. this one of these things where again, all this happened. Mm. I would say, in the span of years, how how long was this? How how long? Well, how long ago was this? Like everything you just mentioned, man. Give, give like a Snoop Dogg. Uh, that performance was out in 2018. Mm-hmm. That was two years after I graduated high school. If somebody were to come up to me and be like, "Yo, you're going to be open up for Snoop Dogg in two years," I'll be like. I'm selling Burt CDs at my high school and you're about to tell me what. And I grew up on Snoop too. So like I grew up on a lot of different artists and that happened. Then I end up working with DJ Fi. Then I end up meeting Fashawn. So you're like a five, six year span. All really? Of it, yeah. And, and one thing after the next, the ball keeps rolling. And the craziest part is, is I'm currently even talking to people. I've had scenarios where I've had some bigger cats actually come and check out my Instagram profile. I don't feel the need to like, you know, like, put it out there but i definitely have had people watch me i've had different labels approach me i've had a lot of opportunities come my way but one of the biggest things is if i take advantage of understanding and learning it may take a little bit longer but i'm going to be able to help everyone else at the end of it Mm -hmm. because i do plan to sit in that executive seat i am the ceo of dying breed entertainment and it's going to be an entertainment company i'm not stopping at a record label so with that being said i was like all right we're gonna do this i can make a studio i can go tour do all these nice things but it's all a process. Yeah. It takes a minute. It does, man. And again, and again, it, again, it goes, it goes further than just passion. It yeah. has to go further than that. You know, mm. let me ask you this kind of like a side note. Cause I know in the industry, man, I hear it. And I see it a lot. People clout chase. Mm. They like to say, well, so-and-so co-signed so-and-so that co-signed mm. them. You know, I worked with them yeah. and you know, how are you, how careful are you to try to like not overhype, you know, oversell that even though, mm. you know, like, Oh, you know, a lot of people think, well, I was in the same room with them, basically. And you walk past each other, you know, how careful are you? How how aware are you of that and not to be that type of artist? You know, how and how common how, and you've experienced that? You know, it's ironic because that's the exact reason why I don't mention these things when people come to talk to me. <clears throat> these are the kind of things that you use as accolades when you present yourself as a business to another business. You wow. know, your brand can benefit from my brand because my brand is affiliated with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But if I just approach you and be like, oh, did you know so forth and so forth likes my shit? Did you know like, oh, I got homie in the corner and I got like, nah, bro. Cause at that point you ain't feeding off of your own shit. You're feeding off of everybody else. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the difference between me. If I got, if I got a handful of motherfuckers like out here coming to me to kind of take what I got going on, it clearly goes to show the more that I'm going to go and be like, oh, he co-signed me and he co-signed me. They're all doing what I do for a reason. So if I'm going to start playing that clout role, it's like you're you're killing your own success at That's that point. Right. And, and I don't want to be famous off of another man's success. I want to be famous off of my success. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm already famous to me. I'm already successful to me. And until the world catches up with it, I already have the opportunity to have somebody on a podcast acknowledge it. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's not just any podcast to me. Like this is something that will forever be like, this is the first shit where somebody actually saw something in me. Mm-hmm. So it, it digs deeper. Yeah. Know? I see it, man. Um, yeah. Again, man, I, I, I correlate this to really my experiences. It's, it's not so much. I'm trying to hit the cloud. I'm not so much. I'm trying to hit the big, you know, the big, the big, just viral, all that, man. It's more than that to mm. me. You know, because I, I talking to you and getting, you know, having the conversation and talking about the story, because, again, it's easy to throw out the clout chasing. It's easy to throw. Well, I have this. Yeah, it's easy to hear and see that. But it's so much it makes it more sense when you, again, tell the story behind it. It's the glory. Again, that mm. that resonates with me so much, mm. you know, and to have you on, man, to actually, you know, vocalize it, put it out there, man, put it out there. And, you know, and just on the Internet and the world, man, it's yeah. like. 
Yeah, dude, it's 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 real. It's legit, you know. And, and that's what I, that's one of that's dude. That's the vibe that just is really standing out to me the most, man. Is I see the story, man. Mm. You know, I see and I feel and hear the struggle. But that's love, yo. It, it's more than that because you even say right here, it's like, you know, not needing a deal to create the opportunity. You mm. know, making a difference and applying yourself in a different place as an artist. You know, and it's one of mm. those things, man. It, it's more. Than just the passion is more. Oh, I like making beats. Oh, I like I like you know I like putting this stuff up. Like putting stuff out there. Yeah. Nah, man, it's way more than that. You know, and a lot of people get again they get caught up in the hype. They get caught up in the moment of it. It's like no, like again, my favorite movie Eminem. He goes out shelter. He goes out and beats Papa Doc. Mm. He's like, I gotta go. He's like, what you mean you gotta go, man? You don't have to. You don't have to work no more. What you mean you work? I gotta go to work. Shit. You know, everyone's so stuck in the moment of the hype. It's like, no, it's like, I got I, I'm gonna lose my job, man. I got to pay my bills. Still. And I want to. <laughs> you know? No, straight up, because it's crazy. Because day I wake up, I got a hundred thousand streams on my song. I'm like, this is lit. This is cool. Now I gotta go to that Korean fried chicken place that I work <laughs> at. Like, and then you come home and you're like, but I, but I'm not artist, bro. Like, yeah. And then you'll you'll go to work and you'll even tell your coworkers, like, bro, you know what I just, you know what just happened last night. Yeah. Do you know what happened with my music? And then like, it's just crazy because you you do have to be practical, you have to be realistic, but at the same damn time, within the same conversation, you have to be like, nah, like, I'm victorious. Mm. I triumph. Like this, this is I built this and I'm eating off of my shit and I'm about to feed the whole community Let's with the go. next. Yep. So it's like. I love it, and I yeah. and I resonate with that heavy for real. Yeah, that's what's up, man. I mean, again, that's that's the whole the foundation for still here, man. Because again, at the end of it, man, you, you're mm. still here, bro. You're still putting in the work. You're mm. still putting in that that sweat equity, and that's one of the. I think a lot of people get frustrated with the the sweat. They get frustrated with like, man, that's too much. I didn't expect this. Mm. You know, it's like, man, the calling, man, it's different when you're called to do something dope, man, because a calling will get complicated. You know, unless you're born with a family member that is a billionaire, bro, expect it to be tough. Expect and imagine it. those same ones may still not even got it like that. Yep. Like mm -hmm. they may they may have the funding, but they don't got the creativity like yep. that. And it's we were talking we were talking about that earlier, and it's like it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And again, I vibe with those people that have been in the dirt and that that triumph through it, man. Cause again, that's my story. That's mm. our story as a family, man. Mm. You know, my sickness and happening to me, man. It's yeah, I look back at it, it's like me and my wife even we like we when I could when I got better, when I could actually come into my office here and do the work. Mm. We're, you know, we left another podcast. It's like, I want to tell the story. What's the story? You know, I don't, you know, God, give me an idea. What should I call it? I want it to relate. I don't want to be the same old knockoff pod. Mm. And, you know, it's just all I kept, and I kept reflecting on everything that happened to me that I went through from a child to where I was at now. Mm. And out of all that, I sat back. I was like, man, but I'm still here, man. I'm still here. Straight up. You know, and, that, and that's when it hit, you mm. know, and that's like, out of all that, man, I'm still here. And it's like, but, I've not arrived, you know, so yo, man, I mean, such a great pod, you know, such an awesome conversation to hear your story. I'm honored, man, that, you know, you, this is the first time you telling your story and to get it out there, solidify it, man, and just cement it into history, you know, in the podcasting world, man, because I do yeah. believe you are on that path, you know, that you are on it already and that it's just a matter of time. You know, because that one beat, that one lyric, that one passion project, that one thing, 
before we end, you know, we, you know, talk about your future projects and current projects, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. to really and, and how people can find you, get to know you, mm. where to look for you and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Man. So <clears throat> last project, excuse me, that just came out. It's called Murder, She Wrote. It's a whole concept album about what I was going through to get where I'm at this year. This uh, I got a I got a new project coming out real real soon. I, I don't want to talk about it too much just because I want to get it finalized before it's out. But just know we working. And finally, um, the project that comes after that, just know this much: I am doing what nobody has ever done with music before. I know it sounds crazy, but on the production half of it, uh, I'm 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 managing to do a lot that I will not speak about right now. But definitely, I'm gonna let you be on the loop as yeah. soon as things come to production. Yeah. And um, it's uh, it's some groundbreaking stuff with music. Like it's definitely taking it into a different direction, doing it the way that nobody else has ever done it. So it's like we got that coming out. And uh, before I go, one more time, shout out to Still Here Podcast. Thank you so much for this opportunity. A little bit Arabic, dummy Falastini. And at the end of it, I appreciate you guys. That's love. And check out the new shit and just stay up. Don't sleep. That's right. Or you get slept on. Straight up. Yo. Well, I mean, dude, that's so dope. But, you know, I can tell your vibe, man. You like to speak into people's life. You know, I Mm. do this thing on the show. Last words, last thoughts, man. Someone listening and watching that may be an aspiring artist, music producer, sound engineer. I got something to say. Say it. Speak to him, man. One thing that I do want to say before I go is believe in yourself. There is nothing more powerful in this world than your ability to have self-belief. As human beings, human beings, we can do such miraculous things that all are dictated upon how much we believe in ourselves. So no matter what you go through, no matter what odds are against you, no matter your environment, situation, what you've been through, you can still set your mind to what you believe in. So always believe in yourself, follow your dreams, and make sure to never give up. Mm. It's all about consistency, resiliency, and perseverance. That's real. Baby, which I know wifey here, I know we gone through, we just went straight to the topic, but overall, what do you think about the pod and you know, where you at with all that too? Yeah, it was a great pod. Um, I know Jose had mentioned, you know. Go to six, you, get you on camera, girl. Don't be hating. Oh, don't man. Be, oh, man. Uh, Jose had mentioned that uh, someone mm. had messaged him. I was like, oh, that's cool. Mm. And now to hearing your story, it's, um, it's so cool that you're in the valley. Yeah. You know, and that you're reaching and your music is going beyond just mm. our state. Thank you. Know, you. Yeah. Country. I mean, that's. That's a great achievement, and um, I'm so glad to hear your story. Yeah, thank you, mm-hmm. and thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to uh-huh. to speak it. And after moving everywhere, and I usually tell people I'm from California and ending up in the valley where I where I was born, it's just like it's crazy because moving everywhere and shedding my music everywhere to get this opportunity to receive love from a place like this, it's inspiring because it's like damn, like I got people that show me love still. So it's it, it's just it. Mm-hmm. It's heartwarming for real. No, yeah, I mean, you got my support. You know, we, you know, we're here. Definitely, so glad that we connected. You know, and I feel like things worked out the way it was supposed to work out in the right timing. Mm. Whatever you need, man, we'll plan it. We'll do work. Absolutely. You know, I feel like people listening and watching. And my last word, man, is, mm. you know, you 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 are your own limiter mm. on what you want to achieve, man. I, I don't I don't want to get cliche, but I'm here to renew it. But you know, you achieve what you want, Absolutely. you know, but the work you put into it is the same amount of effort you'll get out of it, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like you've put the, you've put the work in, man. Absolutely. And, and you. the, the efforts and the fruits of it are coming and are here, you know, you're walking in it. So, dude, I pray continued success. I Thank pray you. that you, um, 
you know, keep putting out next level stuff, man, that Central Valley needs, California, United States, mm. and worldwide. Because mm. again, you're not just in the Central Valley, you're in Japan, you're in, you're everywhere, man. So you're worldwide, you know. So everyone likes to say, oh, well, it's just Fresno, Central Valley. No one knows about Fresno. Mm. Well, they do now, you know, they have known, you know. Straight so up. again, like you said, man, don't sleep on it. You know, don't sleep on it. Last thing before I go, I just want to mention, I got, a, I got a little company going on called Indigenous Unity. It's going to be an herbal tea company. We're going to have a, I love when you talk about the foundation because I got something like that a little bit going. I'll definitely speak about it a little bit more and maybe we can talk about it afterwards. But um, more things aside from music coming soon and make an impact the best way you can. And yeah. we're still here. That's right. You guys stay tuned. I appreciate you guys' time, man. Follow this, man. I'm going to have his social media all in the description below. You know, a lot of love and support we get from Apple Podcasts and Spotify, man. So that's, again, man, people are listening and watching. So you guys stay tuned, man. Season three is finna wrap up soon. Mm. But got, go check out season two. Go check out episode, or season one. Go check out all our pilot episodes. Don't sleep. Yeah. Go check it out, man. Go catch up on that history of still here. I love you guys. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.